This past Sunday, we looked at Genesis 13 and we noted the contrast between what it looks like to live by faith and to live by sight. And we looked to Abram as our example for one that lived by faith. And we looked at Lot for one that lived by sight. But as we looked at Lot and a man that was, even in this early point in his life, was living pretty much by sight, the question comes, was Lot a righteous man? Was he like his uncle Abraham and was he saved by faith? Well, that's what I want to talk about this week on Beyond the Notes. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark, and it's my pleasure to join you today on Beyond the Notes. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to talk about Lot. And most of us have a pretty good impression of who Lot was. But as we compared Abraham with Lot, especially as we looked at it this past Sunday, we're inclined to think that while Abraham, we know, was saved by faith. We see that there in chapter 15, verse 6, that it was credited to him as righteousness um, because of his faith. But what about his nephew, Lot? What are your thoughts about him? Well, before we answer the question, is Lot saved, is Lot a believer? I want to do a little overview of the life of Lot, because as we just had him introduced in our text, really for the first time uh, this past week, as far as being actively involved, at least, I, I know that uh, having a better understanding of who Lot is and getting a little bit of an overview of his life, I really think it will help you, and I know it'll help me as we go through this study of Genesis, because chapter 13 is not the last time we hear from Lot. In fact, we'll see Lot take a very active role in uh, the very next chapter. And then there'll be a few chapters where we won't encounter Lot, but then back in chapter 19, he comes on the scene again. So who is Lot? Well, Lot, as we learn in chapter 11, is the son of Haran. Well, who is Haran? Well, Haran is Abram's brother, and they both have the same father, Terah. And uh, I have a kind of a family tree that starts with Terah, and it goes through, obviously, Abram, Abraham, uh, and his brother Haran, but then it gets down to Lot, and it gets down to also Abraham and his family. And so it's this really good overview that as we go through Genesis, for really the next several months, it might be a handy tool for you to have in front of you. So I've included the link that all you need to do is click it on. It'll produce a PDF and you can either print it out or just take a look at it. And it's a great little tool, but it, it comes, most of that information, at least the initial information comes from Genesis chapter 11. In fact, beginning in verse 27, we read, now these are the genealogies of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor, and Haran. So there were three boys and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father, Terah, in the land of his kindred in the Ur, in the Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had 
no children. So here we get this genealogy. And so much of that family tree, at least at the beginning, starts right out of Genesis 11, verses 27 through 32. So again, great resource. Hopefully you'll use that. But I want us now to jump in and look at kind of an overview of Lot's life. And really, as I talked about this past Sunday, we see even in chapter 13, a progression beginning to happen in Lot's life. But that's going to get developed more and more in the coming chapters of Genesis. And so we start at the beginning of of Lot's life, living with Abram. And we're not sure when Lot's father passed away, whether uh, Lot was young or a little bit older, but whatever time it happened, Abram took on the responsibility of raising Lot from there on. And this was part of the culture back then. This would, would have been expected of one of the brothers to do that. And Abram apparently was much, was very willing to do that. And he brought Lot into his family. And so we see many times in scripture here that it says the phrase, and Lot went with him. So Lot was somewhat of a tag along, but I don't think he was a tag along. I think he was an integral part of Abram's family uh, because he was his nephew. And we see that first happen in Genesis 12 when Abram is responding to God's call. And it says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with with him. So much of his life uh, growing up or early adulthood, he was with his uncle Abram. And what a great opportunity for Lot to see uh, a man that would be become uh, the father of our faith. And he had a chance to see Abram up close during those days he was with him. Now, the question arises early on, especially even in Genesis 12, should Abram have taken Lot with him? Because he's told to leave pretty much everything. And yet he still takes his nephew Lot with him. Well, I think the reason why he took him with him is because he had taken on that responsibility of having Lot as part of his family. But also by having Lot around, there would be a perception because we just read in the end of chapter 11 that Abram's wife, Sarai, was barren. She had no children. And so it, it, Lot could have been perceived as the heir to Abram or Abraham, that he would have been that promised offspring. And so we'll get to that in just a minute in the next chapter, but it starts with Lot's progression of just living with Abram. But we saw what happened in chapter 13, and that's leaving Abram. And we talked this past Sunday, and I don't want to rehash the whole message, but there came a, a point when they had come back out of Egypt where the Lot and Abram's herdsmen were arguing amongst themselves. There was strife amongst the families. And so Abram went to Lot and said, all right, we need to separate. You pick, you choose. And Lot chose the, the, the fertile land of the Jordan Valley. He went east and then went a little bit further toward the cities. Now, with Lot separating, however, from Abram, this would have at this point made it very clear that Lot was not to be that promised heir, that he would not be the one that uh, would continue on in the line of Abram, the promise that God had given to him. So leaving at this point, I, we didn't talk about this uh, Sunday uh, on chapter 13, but that would have been part of that aspect of Lot leaving. Now, the next thing we pick up is Lot has not just moved close to Sodom as we read there near the end of chapter 13, but by the time we get to chapter 14, verse 12, we read this. They also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, 
who was dwelling in Sodom, who was dwelling in Sodom. And what's happening, I don't want to get into the, the passage because that's what we're looking at this, uh, this coming, actually in two Sundays, because uh, have GIC this coming Sunday, but in two Sundays, we'll be looking at chapter 14. But uh, Abram basically is, uh, is kidnapped, he's taken. And it tells us, though, that he was at that point not living outside of Sodom, not near Sodom, but that he was dwelling in Sodom. So the progression continues. So he's gone from leaving Abram, being close to Sodom, and now we see him in Sodom. And the last thing we notice in his progression is he continues to move further and further away from the Lord, living more and more by sight and trusting what he can do. We see in uh, Genesis 19, verse 1, it says, The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. So what's the significance of that? Well, the fact that he was sitting in the gate of Sodom means that he was no longer just living in Sodom as a resident, but now he was there as a leader, as one of the elders there in the gate. And as you know the story, uh, God is going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abram, Abraham, by this time, is now pleading to God if he can find a righteous person there. And he starts with a higher number and moves all the way down to 10. And God says, no. But ultimately, there was a one righteous person there. Before I get to this last little answer to the question, was, was Lot a believer? I want to note one little thing from really this past Sunday when when Abram goes to Lot and says, let there be no strife among us. He's, he's, he's telling us we need to separate. But the irony is that down the road in this chapter 19 that I just read from, a little bit later is Lot and uh, really his two daughters because his wife does, is too reluctant to leave Sodom and ends up losing her life. So Lot and his two daughters leave. Well, Lot does continue on his line through his daughters. And I don't want to spoil that story either, but uh, we'll get to that as well. But the two sons that, that uh, come from the two daughters, one is the father of the Ammonites, and the other is the father of the Moabites. And it's interesting because the Ammonites and the Moabites will cause Abram and the Israelites a whole lot of stress for many years to come. And so the irony there of, of Abram telling Lot, let there be no strife among us. Well, ultimately through Lot, there comes a whole lot of strife down the road. So was Lot a righteous man? Was he a believer? Well, we need to go to the New Testament, I think, to answer that question, because in spite of all what we see, the evidence of living by sight and not by faith, uh, living in a place, uh, allowing himself and his family to be taken into a city that was evil, that was wicked, extremely wicked. We say, well, how could he be a righteous man? Well, Peter in Second Peter chapter two, and talking about God's judgment on the on the on the unrighteous, he says, in beginning in verse uh, seven, and if he God rescued righteous Lot. And there's the first time we hear the phrase righteous, righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked. For as that righteous man, referring to Lot, lived among them day by day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. So here we read of, we hear, we read the phrase 
three times that Lot is referred to as righteous. And we think, how in the world can that be? How could Lot be considered righteous? Well, he can be considered righteous just the same way that you can be considered righteous and I am considered righteous. It's not by what I do. It's not by what I don't do. It's only by the saving grace of God in my life that I am counted righteous and my faith in the Lord. And no, I don't always understand how all that would work in Lot's life, but I do know that based on what Peter said, that even when he was living in Sodom, it was torturous to his soul. It was tormenting him being around so many wicked and unrighteous people. And so for Lot, while not making the best choices, living by sight often and not by faith, God's word tells us that he was, in fact, a righteous man, a believer. And again, it's not by what he did. And boy, that's good news for all of us. It's the grace of God once again that saves. It's not our works. It's not our merit. It's not how good we are or how, how, how much we think we've accomplished for the Lord. It's but by the grace of God that we are saved, just like Lot, just like Abraham. Thank you for joining me for this week on Beyond the Notes, and we look forward. We'll take a break this coming Sunday with our special GIC Sunday, but we'll be right back in uh, two Sundays when we pick up in Genesis chapter 14.